When I went to college at John Carroll University, there was a place on campus, it was called The In-Between. And it was part convenience store and part fast food joint, and they had this chicken Philly sandwich. And I'm a vegetarian now, but if someone put one of those things in front of me today, I'd be tempted. I probably wouldn't take a bite, but I would definitely be tempted. Anyways, the in-between, it was aptly named because it was open in the in-between times when the dining hall was closed. It was a place that I found myself many a time when I couldn't get myself out of bed early enough to make it for breakfast, when I hadn't planned my time well enough between wrestling practice and homework and I missed dinner, or if I was just enjoying a late night snack around 2 a.m. <laughs> Essentially, you could find me any time at the in-between when I wasn't living life during college very intentionally, when I was kind of just falling through life, going with the flow, not quite spotting my landings. And I was thinking about this place, the in-between, and intention as well, because right now, we too find ourselves in an in-between place. We're celebrating Christmas still, but in between Christmas Day and with New Year's just a few days away, we find ourselves pausing for a moment in this liminal space to reflect in this holiday season on all that has happened in 2019 and all that is happening around us now. And as we find ourselves on the precipice of a new year, reflecting on 2019 and the state of the world, the words from Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities seem quite appropriate. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light, it was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. UChicago theological ethics professor William Schweiker, he was reflecting on these words and the events of this past year. He said this, the reach of the ages tumult is fantastic. It ranges from re-education camps for Muslims in China to a presidential impeachment here at home. From confusion of Brexit to the struggle for democracy in Hong Kong, we have witnessed the emergence of a post-truth culture alongside a vast array of scientific discoveries. On the planetary scale, millions of young people protested for their future while the United Nations could not reach a firm accord on climate change. And religion was, of course, and as always, everywhere. The burning of Notre Dame Cathedral, a nativity scene in Claremont, California with the Holy Family as refugees in holding cages, mass murders at too many houses of worship, evangelical Christians proclaiming Donald Trump a new King Cyrus, and the division of denominations over questions of sex and gender just to name a few of the more obvious examples. Does anything other than the vacillation of best and worst, belief and incredulity make sense of things? I don't know, I find myself feeling the truth of this paradox at the moment more than ever. It feels like a real crisis moment, and I don't say that in an alarmist way. I say it in the way that the word crisis is tied to its earlier Greek and Latin origins that gave the word crisis a general definition and sense of marking a decision point. And maybe that helps us to understand 
why the vacillations in our world seem to be swinging so far. It's almost like in this crisis, an in-between moment, the decision of what direction will go is being fought over. What truth will win, in the, win the day and guide that decision? Will it, be more, will it be made with intention, or will it be made out of manufactured fear and propaganda? Pondering the answers to those questions, it might bring us angst and anxiety. But tonight, we can pause and experience the true presence of Christ with us in this moment, who was, whose birth story was proclaimed just days ago, and now today we find him and the Holy Family in Egypt, where they have to flee for their safety. In other words, we find Jesus in an in-between place much like our own. <coughs> Amen. The Holy Family was led to Egypt, to this place after Joseph was warned in a dream by yet another angel that if they stayed where they were, Herod would kill Jesus. Man, there are days where I wish I could get that kind of guidance in my own in-between moments. So in these moments that I have this envy for Joseph, the words of Isaiah that we just heard have given me comfort. In all their distress, it was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of the world. Amen. It's true that Jesus' presence is what we celebrate this Christmas, the incarnate presence with us, and every week at this table. And we can trust in Jesus' presence in our lives, a presence that saves us because Jesus fully experienced our experience in this humanity, this in-between life. Jesus, in his birth, he's the perfect union of heaven and earth. And because of this union that has occurred, we live in this state of already. But because that perfect union of heaven and earth has not been made fully throughout the rest of creation, we also live in the paradox of not yet. This already but not yet paradox. It's a good theological reminder in our in-between times because while our collective decisions have real life and death consequences, we can still hope because our Savior has been born. And at the last, we will all experience the life, love, and grace of God. But even more than that, because of this hope that we have in Christ, the decisions that we make and fight for in this in-between world, they can be made with hopeful intention. We may feel real fear and anxiety thinking about our future, but the birth of Jesus has brought heaven and hope to earth. Amen. And we can respond with openness to our future because of that. Now, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary has already wonderfully deemed the singular form of the pronoun they as their word of the year. But I would like to suggest one word, one more word before the end of 2019. And it's a word that I just made up. It's a combination of the word hope and openness. Hopeness. Okay? It's cheesy, I know. But let's just go with it because I hope it's something memorable that you maybe even can take with you into the year 2020. And it's my hope that hopeness can guide our collective intention in 2020. All the chaos around the world and all the chaos that's coming as climate change continues to take its course creates refugees, right? 
these folks who are in the front lines of these crises will be seeking safety in other places. As they make their way to us, may we welcome them with hopefulness, like the Holy Family was welcomed in Egypt, fleeing the horror and violence of Herod. It takes real intention to maintain a sense of hopefulness in an in-between world. But because our Savior has been born and become fully one with us, we can find our help in Christ. Amen. We heard it in Hebrews tonight. Therefore, he had become like his brothers and sisters in every respect. Because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. No doubt there will be tests and challenges and suffering in 2020. But we can still move into this new year with each step guided by our Christ-born intention of hopefulness. The in-between, paradoxical liminality of our experience will continue to go on. But the hopefulness with which we collectively decide to move forward will be the intent through which God brings heaven to earth. During 2019 at Holy Trinity, we had our generosity appeal, which the theme was Intention 2020. And many of you set intentions for giving and for your life during this next year. And now that we're just a few days away from a new decade, I pray that we can embrace this new year and this new decade filled with Christ's incarnate presence in our life. God, Christ's presence as our source of inspiration when we are needing a sense of openness in our life. And I pray that Christ's presence can also be our refuge for help when we lack for that intention.